Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off off the Record. Off the Record. Off the Record. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Crossfader Off the Record podcast. Today, live from London, the capital. Um, I'm Lawrence James and we have... Jamie Hartley. And we have... Danny James. And we're in London. Yay. The capital. We're down filming live in Pirate Studios last night as we're recording. We did a in-person workshop down here, so we got to meet some of people that have took our courses or that are just fans of Crossfader or that are just fans of DJing and find out, you know, what their pain points, what we can help them with. And Jamie did some techniques and tricks with them on a one-to-one basis. Then we let them go off and do the tricks themselves and just had a good network and a good chat at the end. Yeah, it was, it was good, awesome. It? Yeah, it was really good. It was the second event that we've done. So we started this in Leeds in our hometown and now we're rolling it out and hoping to travel around the UK and hopefully beyond in the future. But yeah, we've got um, one tonight. So we're doing we did two dates. We did last night here in London and then tonight we're going over to Birmingham. We've got another day where we're going to do the, the same sort of workshop and meet some more awesome DJs hopefully so yeah. yeah it was really I love meeting yeah. meeting people obviously we do a lot of online content so um, to meet people face to face is so great so so great to you know a lot of people see us on camera but yeah. we don't see the people on the other side watching yeah. so we really do appreciate those that turn up to these events and, and come along to them it's it's great yeah there was a great bunch as well because everyone had a little bit of a different story there was different levels somebody just started DJing two weeks ago somebody been DJing four years yeah. and everyone has, has different um, things they want to do with goals because people just want to do it as a hobby which is amazing and people you know want to be the next David Guetta Martin Garrix so there's a wide spectrum, and we went out last night as well at a few drinks. We did, we did, yeah. Croaky, croaky voices croaky today. Voice, yeah. So if our voices are a bit croaky, one too many espresso martinis. Yeah. But we good. So yeah, Birmingham tonight. Uh, if you did come last night and you listened to this, thank you so much for coming down. And we hope to do these a few more and come and meet a few more of you around. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to do. Can we just address that last night we were in a bar and we, we had the best old school throwback yeah, hip yeah, hop yeah, for the great. whole night? You yeah. know, so much hip hop, yeah. um, Bashman, <laughs> and then for the last literally what is it, ten minutes yeah. of the night, yeah. um, Spice Girls came so, on, so, and then yeah. Cela Vie. So the plan, <laughs> the plan was, we were in London, we were going to go to one of the best clubs in London, X O Y O, super famous. We had the tickets, but then someone, and, being me, <laughs> <laughs> left his ID at home. But Danny forgot his ID, so <laughs> we were in this bar, and, we and were I mean, like, he looks like a child anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a rookie. Yeah, we're, in a, we're in this bar and we were like, actually, the music in here is unbelievable. Yeah. We, we were the only ones in there for a good hour. Oh, yeah. So we're drinking and drinking and drinking. And then we're like, do we even want to go XOYO? So we went <laughs> over there, couldn't get in because Danny forgot his ID. And we're like, you know what? Let's just go back. Yeah. But then it was like, we went back to a different club because it was old school R&B. Yeah. And then when we got back, it was like Latin. Yeah. And then two, yeah. uh, two minutes later, it was like Spice Girls. And we're like, what is going on here? <laughs> so then we got our complimentary doner kebab and went back to the hotel it's always the <laughs> nights that you don't expect they always end up being great just like the places that you don't expect it to happen it happens so Two dance moves came out as well which <laughs> is always a, a win <laughs> so random so yeah so um yeah so in pirate studios today and tomorrow i'm um, sorry today in birmingham and yeah let's talk about what's been happening as well so this week big week for us We've just launched one of our biggest courses ever, our most requested course ever, yep. uh, our house mixing course, which has been an amazing success. Um, if you are a fan of you know house music, tech house, um, it's basically the course for you. It's to let you behind the fourth wall. Back in January, we had a big kind of market research team meeting about you know what the people 
want how do people want to learn and we quickly learned that you want to listen we're using your favorite music mm. so we teamed up with beatport at the beginning of the year and now jamie's put together this amazing course and you can follow along with tunes that you know you love to hear and it's been a great success it took a while yeah. to get out there but it's, yeah. out. it's out now so yeah it took a while to film there's over 60 video lessons 60 in there lessons um, and it's split into sections so it kind of leads on from our beginner courses really well so if you're already confident at mixing tune for tune intro to outro and you know you kind of know the basics of just structuring a basic mix then this kind of leads on from there we cover like the core mixing techniques of yeah. using your eqs and, and creating those blended seamless mixes and then we build it up quite quickly into you know layering using effects using cutting even on with the crossfader using acapellas and, yeah. and just really like taking house mixing beyond just that basic intro yeah. outro mixing yeah. it is covered in there right at the start but it, it's kind of this huge sort of approach step-by-step approach yeah. to to taking those skills a bit further um and yeah i had a lot of fun filming it yeah. um and again the best thing about it is that i got to use loads of awesome music in there that's thanks big, to this um, partnership with beatport that we've got so if you um sign up for the course you get three months free of the beatport streaming service so you can choose which yeah. plan you want and you get three months free of that and yeah. then all the tracks that are using the course you can just follow along with yeah. throughout your learning so and, it's and, that, and that makes it so much more fun obviously we launched the hip-hop mixing course earlier in the year and we just found that you know we had the same thing with beat source where you just you know you're mixing tracks that are you know drake and 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 all these artists that you know and then yeah. with this house mixing course you've got fisher and and uh, biscuits and things like that sonny federa yeah. and things like that so yeah, go and check it out if you are a house music fan, you want to learn, like you say, it's that kind of not super, super beginner, but on from that sixty lessons plus is like it's like a big the biggest piece of content course we've ever done. Yeah. So, so there's it's loads in there. Um and while we're talking about that, we yeah. do have discount code speci- specifically for the listeners of this podcast. If yeah. you enter off the record as a coupon off into your purchase, you'll get twenty percent off. And that's all in capitals off the record. Nice one. Right. Um, another thing that's happened this kind of week, or it came out a few weeks ago, but we've just started covering it. Um, Algorithm DJ making big, big moves. Yeah. Um, they dropped their update to their latest app, which connects DJ to DVS. So you can control the uh, DJ app from your phone, from an iPad, using time-coded vinyl. And it's a big move, isn't it? It's a big it's move. huge, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, I think the fact that... Everyone is sort of everyone likes the idea of using um, an iPad, a tablet, yeah. a mobile to DJ with. But until this point, it's kind of been seen as okay. It's, it's the app that you download and play with before you buy any equipment, and then you very quickly move on to uh, you know a, a yeah. laptop software yeah. such as Recordbox or Serato or yeah. Tractor, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of gets left at that point. Um, now. By integrating DVS, what that's done is it is it's opened it up to a lot of these sort of turntablist DJs, the yeah. routine battle DJs, to go, okay, here's something you can connect to your iPad or iPhone to a set of turntables now. Yeah. It's not just restricted to controllers or CDJs. Like, turntables can now control your iPhone or your iPad, which yeah. is, is kind of mind-blowing kind to of me. Kind of mind-blowing, absolutely. It is. And like you say, it is ticking that kind of credible box from being this kind of fun app that you download that, you know, your kids might download and yeah. play around to being actually mm. this is super powerful now and i've always i've all any time i've played on dj i've always come away having more fun than usual yeah, yeah. because it is so kind of intuitive and and fun it just takes you back to being fun and having the fun mixed with the, the professional level of dvs 
it's just like an, a, an, another level and they just seem to be innovating at a rate that not many people are doing at the minute. Mm. And um, do you know what else I love about yeah. it? Right, so for, for anyone that doesn't know, DVS is digital vinyl system and it basically yeah. means you can control um, you know, music that's on a device like a laptop or now a mobile, but with some controlled vinyl. Um, these vinyl just have a tone on it. It kind of sounds like beep, like this. <laughs> um, and if, if you take that beep sound and put it through the technology, what the technology is doing is going, okay, I hear that tone and I'll play the track at a certain um, speed and mm-hmm. then if you make that pitch higher yeah. uh, or lower then it'll change the speed of the track now you don't hear that beeping sound that's just yeah. all internal to the software so that's quickly what DVS is but what's amazing is the control vinyl they've patented this new technology whereby back in the day when you would buy vinyl usually if you buy like a, a, a single you get the original track the album track or whatever on the one side and then on the B side if you flip the vinyl over you'd usually get like the instrumental and the acapella yeah. um, now we all know how hard it is to come across instrumentals or acapellas if you're not signed up to like a record pool or something yeah. um, so with Algorithm they launched I think it was last year now um, Neural Mix which yeah. allows you to in real time separate the vocals or the instruments or the drums from you know a song while you're actually DJing with it so on the B side of this control vinyl if you flip it over if you put the needle on the first third of the vinyl it'll just play the track as normal Mm -hmm. if you put it on the second third sort of in the center of the vinyl it will just immediately play the instrumental you don't have to change the track that's loaded it just does it on the track that's that's currently in in the uh, phone and then if you put it on the the last third you get the acapella I feel like that's such a cool nod to that's those a, old school DJs. Cool, it's a cool throwback, cool. but you don't even need to do that no. because certain um, certain mixers that it connects to automatically. For example, we have um, a DJ S7 um, that connects directly, and you can control neural mix using the pads on the controller, yeah. which is like next level, like game changing. Like whenever I'm doing a mix, my kind of creativity is always restricted by. Oh, I wonder if there's an acapella there. So you're, you're in a creative element. You have to stop your mix, and then you have to go and search for an acapella. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, it doesn't have it, so I can't do that. So let me try something else. Oh, I wonder if there's an instrumental somewhere. It's like yeah. find, trying to find it, and like, and then you're putting it into software to try and extract it and things like that. You're like, nah. So that's they've yeah. stripped out all of that, and now literally touch of a button, you can isolate any of these parts. Mm. And that is an absolute game changer because it's just time saving creativity wise using that out in a in a club environment is just like i can just see it happening yeah absolutely. now i'm not saying that i'm gonna go and plug my phone in and start djing around clubs yeah. obviously not it mm. needs it needs time in industry to become like stable yeah like and and also like you have got to bear in mind that a lot of people like to obviously have their phone on yeah. them it's, it's the device that you yeah. use to yeah. maybe create content while you're out at gigs and you've got to bear that in mind that you probably have to put do not disturb on or yeah. you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't like, want yeah. people ringing you yeah, with an- set. Yeah. answering a few questions off like youtube comments from the video that um we put out is like one if you know if someone texts you it's not going to go off because you can <laughs> you yeah. can put your phone on do not disturb yeah two you don't need a lot of space on your phone because it's generally streaming so yeah. it doesn't take up any space so you're not going to have to have somebody said well I'm going to need three phones one for all the storage of my music one for like social media and then one to DJ and it's like not not the case really no. um, and yeah it's going to be interesting to see where this sits in because no time soon are people going to be taking their phones out in a club but somebody made a great point on one of our YouTube comments where it's like okay I'm a wedding DJ I'm a event DJ I would take this as a backup. Yeah, it's a great backup. To, to start with. And then, or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, even mm-hmm. like guest sets, like it's, 
you know, an hour, something like that. Um, and I get that people are used to having kind of big screens and things like that. Um, so yeah. maybe like the actual where it will end up is like iPads is probably mm. maybe a safer option. Yeah, I think that's the the, the sweet spot for yeah, this technology. I think so. Because with an iPad, you've got that bigger screen. It's a bit more tactile, so you can load your tracks easier or navigate the software a little bit easier than on a smaller mobile yeah. device. Yeah. And also, it bridges that gap of, if you imagine you're a brand new DJ coming to you know, the industry, if you, the next generation coming through, they're not really used to having laptops. Most kids nowadays will get bought an iPad yeah. like literally yeah. from the day they're born. Or a phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're used to having a mobile device or a yeah. tablet and yeah. that I can just see in the next 10 years that laptops will start to become obsolete, mm. yeah. um, especially as this technology advances. And it's great to see that algorithm are kind of leading the way with it. Now, what does this mean for Serato? What does this mean yeah. for Recordbox? These are the two leaders currently in yeah. the industry and algorithm very much has been the leader in the mobile space sure. but like i said earlier this doesn't translate to those like working djs you don't see algorithm pretty much in any working djs booth yeah it's very very rare yeah but it is common in bedrooms so yeah, where yeah. does this transition happen well and what yeah does it mean i think it's like let's let's like take it back a bit because you know a lot of people will say well look no one's going to take the phone to a club but like, let's take it back a bit you know i've, st- I've been djing for 13 14 years now I started on vinyl, um, so I used to go down to the record shop every week, every Friday, and just hunt for vinyl and 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 play vinyl. Everyone did that, did we? Yeah. Everyone did yeah. you start on vinyl CDs? Uh, no, I was like USB just USB started, just yeah. started. Yeah. yeah. So so I used to do vinyl. Used to do that for two or three years, yeah. and then yeah, CDJs came out, and then it was CDs. So then, do you think just yeah. going back to vinyl yeah, yeah. though, there's something lost there um, yeah. because. If you imagine you went every Friday, it was like a ritual. You yeah. went and you oh, hunted yeah. for records. Yeah. You hunted for the tracks and you had to be very selective because you had to spend, what, seven pounds, yeah. eight pounds, 10 pounds just for like yeah. one record. Yeah. So you had to be really selective about the music you were choosing and yeah. it was like, a, you know, a careful process. Whereas now we have millions of tracks yeah. available. Yeah. Now, there's the flip I, sides. It's I great do, to have millions of yeah. tracks. I but still think there's a, an art form and a joy though in, in, in music searching because... There is so much that you know when you find them gems, it's like yeah. oh yeah, there is there is that still that that dopamine hit when you're like oh what's this? You know what I mean? You're yeah, like, yeah. And, you, 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 and you go and download it. So like it's just a different way of doing it. Yeah. Now I do it on um, on BeatSource, like on the BeatSource player. Yeah. I find I like I like that, but yeah. I think it's cool though. Like it's something that um, the listeners can kind of take with them is that you kind of had a routine of your Fridays with yeah. your music searching day, day yeah. and you know you can still do that in this digital age yeah. it's a huge part of djing it's not just about the skills it's about your music selection as well yeah. so dedicating that time to actually hunting music is just as important as practicing as well yeah. and i think by setting maybe like every week uh, you know i'm going to dedicate two hours on this day to just listening to music and just 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 going down that rabbit yeah, hole yeah, yeah, because yeah. it is so yeah. exciting isn't yeah, it yeah yeah um, and then and then what happened was uh, mp3s and CD burners. So again, every Friday, <laughs> I download a load of MP3s, and then that, it took ages, by the way, because the internet wasn't rapid. So it'd be like downloading, and even music. burning CDs took burning a while. CDs took ages. Yeah, and I had like three, three or four different like burners going. Yeah, um, and then you'd have big CD packs. So you know, hundreds and hundreds of CD packs. So went from carrying vinyl into clubs 
to carrying CD packs into clubs. And then someone went... Don't forget yeah. about having to write all the tracks out yeah. on the CD on so the you CDs. know what's actually on the CD. Right. Or I used on to actually the print out little squares. The squares, you had to <laughs> have the squares, squares like yeah. Because yeah. yeah. once, yeah. once the CD's in, you can't yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to write them down, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh. So there's a lot of energy that went into that. And then obviously technology's made that process much easier yeah yeah but, yeah. That, but then but, but when when we were doing cds i was like well it was usbs now you can put loads of music on this one like no one's gonna take a usb yeah <laughs> just walk into a club with a usb yeah and then obviously you would yeah <laughs> so you started on usbs no i started on tractor ah right yeah, like yeah, but yeah. it was like the first version of tractor pro so it was like yeah. super early days for it and it was, was it? but i'm so glad i've missed all that vinyl stuff by the sound of it it's not very fun <laughs> it well you collect vinyl now but so that's now. interesting yeah. that's yeah, interesting yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean i just i love vinyl but there's like lots of music that I like, I like vinyl exclusives as well. So it's yeah. really nice to uh, get them and just have a mix and stuff. But it's more for home. I don't really take it out. Yeah. So do you do you look for vinyl for the exclusives or because you want to own a song like physically? A bit of both. Yeah. So there's like some albums that I'll go and buy because I just think oh, it'd be so nice to have some vinyl. Like some that I've not even opened just yeah. because I know like oh it's just nice to have. Where do you get them online or you go searching for them? Uh, sometimes I go into record shops yeah. and get like old house stuff. Uh, but then like albums that I'll buy like. I just bought a Fred again album last week, nice. like second one, and then like that's just come out. But it's yeah, I'm not like playing it or anything. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna detail yeah, it. No. It's just like a nice album to listen to. But we should we should go to like Crash after yeah. after work after after yeah. the office one day. Just go yeah. and have a the, the one in the corner exchange is great. Oh, is They've it? They got like loads of like old house bins, dance bins, like. Yeah. like trance and everything we've got yeah, loads. We i mean you don't even need to go to crash you just no. go down into our studio yeah and yeah. then i've got hundreds of vinyl at you the back do, of the yeah. studio oh, no, yeah. that i can't even remember can't what's remember, in there so but there's a lot of gems yeah. in there yeah, you yeah. could just go hunting through those yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all my vinyl is still at my like mum's in my mum's cellar Wow. Like, it's one of those things that's so awkward to move around. Yeah, like, there's if we thousands move in the studio there. again. Yeah. It's, that's the worst thing to move. There's but thousands. I, I can't part with them. <laughs> no. The weight of it's ridiculous. Like, you should see the shelf that we've got. It's like <laughs> bowed like crazy in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knows oh, yeah. Mine is as well. Like, Kallax like, yeah. from IKEA. Yeah. The Kallax now looks like like an upside down rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we went on to, um, yeah, USBs and laptop ages kind of come at the same time, didn't they? So yeah. again, it was like. You know, I remember taking my laptop to the club for the first time. Like, yeah. well, this is a bit, this is a bit strange. Like, yeah. um, and then so I start, and then I went to yeah, scratch live. Started going scratch live with using turntables, and yeah. that was weird because you could never get it grounded. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was all the, the first scratch live by Sarah was a bit temperamental, um, and yeah, so it's kind of that kind of taking a step back and thinking actually, you know, you can never stand in the way of technology. It's going to happen. Oh yeah, isn't mm-hmm. it? So, and you only have to look back you know, five, ten years of what's happened yeah. and to think, yeah, you know what, maybe it is possible that we're just going to use our phones to DJ with. I mean, yeah. And I think this is where Algorithm could be fighting a bit of a battle, yeah. an uphill battle just in the short term yeah. because if you imagine if Recordbox brought out an app that yeah. you could do it all with everyone, like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so cool. Um, there is a record box app for what is that for, for music, music, like, music yeah, yeah. so it's not really a DJ, DJ app. app. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is interesting though what it's you know where the positioning of the other um, softwares right. are now because for example people have proven that they love this stems feature yeah and currently it's yeah. only really in virtual dj yeah. on a laptop this this needs to be rolled out this is just a given now it's yeah. the yeah. technology's there and you know the what well, like the neural mix is amazing but it, it will just it'll only get better it's not perfect like you no. know there are certain mm. songs where it, it does sound a bit artificial but you know, I've said it before, like the the la la dot 
AI, I always get it wrong, yeah. but something <laughs> like that. They're, they're, they're near perfect. So yeah. so that technology is there. So it eventually will will filter down. But yeah, it needs to be in record books. It needs to be in Serato. You know, it needs to be everywhere, really, because... It's going to be super interesting to see where it goes, because I think if it becomes, like, the normal of DJing eventually, yeah. you know, maybe it could come down to, eventually in the future, there could be, like, some sort of file. Yeah. But you have your tune on, not like an MP3, but, you know, like, if labels were to do it, yeah. as in, like, they do, you know, like you were saying on the vinyl, you'd have your acapella and instrumental there, but, like, the actual quality versions that yeah. you could just... Yeah. If it was, like, just a certain file. It'd be yeah. cool if that, like, ever happened. But. Yeah. Well, I was, I was saying this, I feel like, it needs to go back to the record labels and the record, mm. they need to make a file type. I know that Tractor did stem files yeah, they did, yeah. and that needs to be brought back but from like the record label standpoint so whenever a record label releases a song, yeah. they release it in a certain file type yeah, like a I mean, stem yeah. file and then it has yeah, the yeah. three things in there. Well, yeah, I, feel, yeah. I feel like the beat sources of the world have like the voice to be doing this because they're, uh, what's, what's kind of taken away at the minute with streaming is all the kind of creative DJ edits that people are making, all the mashups and bootlegs and things yeah. like that, that's mm-hmm. obviously taken away. Mm. So, but they need to figure out a way to implement that to keep the creativity alive. Yeah. And I feel like that's one way where that could be shared um, by by getting labels to release their instrumentals and acapellas. Mm-hmm. To, we to were hypothesizing about yeah, this, we were, weren't we? we were, about yeah. what, you know, we, this is, these are the kind of conversations we have <laughs> just <laughs> we, over we're, lunch. We're, um, we're a 24-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we were hypothesizing that, okay, nice you know, in in, rec- in um, record pools, you, you get, like Lawrence has mentioned, these, you know, re- edits that people have done. Yeah. You know, it might just be local DJs to that country or whatever. Yeah. You get edits that people edits. have done and they're like bootlegs. bootlegs. But you can't, they're not released, you know, they're not official releases. But a lot of those edits are some of the biggest, you know, tools that DJs use when it comes to their live sets. Now, what happens if with streaming is that all gets lost, like you said? Yeah. Yeah. So how about, is there a way that, you know, the streaming partners could almost like link up with, you know, Ableton or something. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like a plugin, a VST, and you could load up like Beatport streaming in Ableton and you could access all of the music in there and it stays within streaming and then you could chop it and edit it. Chop it, it, edit it. You know, move parts of the track around, have access to the acapella, add drums to it, do whatever, and then it lives within the streaming service. So then you could save that on like your artist profile. You could make your own artist profile. And you could have like all your edits and bootlegs there for anyone to then use yeah. Yeah. and that's a way of like people providing would pay, people would pay a higher tier for that as well oh, yeah. yeah i could see it I happening yeah. yeah but i mean logistically I, I bet that's very hard a little bit but, of a nightmare yeah, probably but then this is this is the thing it, logistically it might be hard but then this is only provides more opportunity because yeah, all the royalties yeah. then stay with the artist so yeah, yeah, just yeah. like now if someone makes a cover of a sings a cover of a song and yeah. puts it on youtube that that artist gets a bit of a cut, but also the original artist gets a cut of that's that true, cover. Yeah, that's true. Um, so can't this just happen in the DJ industry where yeah. if someone makes a bootleg or a mashup, it's still within the streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. And if that track gets played, the royalties still go back to the original artist. So actually there's more opportunity for artists to, to earn more money because... Yeah. You know, you might get an artist like, I don't know, a pop artist that's not even thought about the dance music industry. Yeah, sure. And then it opens up them to a yeah. whole new, you know, audience because some dance music producers come along going, I'm going to remix that yeah. and yeah. do something cool with it. And then it becomes like an unofficial remix, but yeah. they're still getting yeah. paid for that unofficial yeah, yeah, remix. Yeah. So I feel like that's something that in the future could, yeah. should happen, 100%. you know, that, yeah. with technology. That's how, that's how um, 
Kid Cudi Day and Night started. That's how it blew up, doesn't it? Like the, the Crookers, the crookers yeah. did a, a, a bootleg yeah. that just went crazy and then A-Track was like, be, we'll, we'll sign that. It'd be so good to see that though because I feel like for so long there's been this battle between labels and DJs like, you know, the SoundCloud attacks and stuff like taking everyone's mixes down but if there was like a nicer relationship between DJs and labels like so yeah. to monetize the artists, yeah. it'd be great. Yeah, but there's only a few voices that can influence it. Like I said, oh, it's, course, it's your yeah. beat sources, it's your beat ports yeah. um, and obviously they got to protect like their own interest really but to keep that kind of especially a, a bit more in um kind of the hip-hop culture i think the the kind of edits and things that to keep the kind of that culture alive you need these you need djs contributing to music yeah yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly I mean? yeah the culture it's, comes from djs yeah, a lot of this exactly comes from djs so the kid needs to kind of be a say in the the navigation of the music industry coming from djs yeah. for sure for so. sure Right, we are going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot of things to film today. We do. Um, and we've got to get to Birmingham again to do our second um, Crossfader workshop of the week. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening so much. And we will be back again soon with another Off The Record podcast. Yeah, make sure Thank to you. check out wearecrossfader.co.uk. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.